Hello, I'm very well, Race. Yeah, it's it's nice talk about Formula One, isn't it? It is, yeah, especially when the race is decent. Yeah, not to talk about football because you know I I know. I still quite like talking about football. I I don't understand. I'm not going to indulge you, sir. (laughs) I'm not not going to indulge you. Um, I'm going to ignore you. Is that that's what I'm going to do? (laughs) No change there, there. I listen to you 33% of the time. Oh, fair enough. It's more, more than my parents. <laughs> yeah, because they're old and their hearing aids have been turned down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that was mean. Um, <laughs> no, we're here to talk about the 2020 Formula One season. Yes, we know there's one race left, but everything's been decided anyway. Lewis Hamilton is a seven-time world champion. Mercedes are seven-times constructors champions. At the start, I mean, I know this season's been very different, obviously, with uh, coronavirus affecting the uh, uh, the Grand Prix schedule, a lot of races in Europe, a lot of tracks that we haven't seen in Formula 1 for years, or, or new tracks. Um, immediately, the Portuguese Grand Prix springs to mind, the, the return of Imola, and the Nürburgring, and uh, obviously two rounds in Austria, two rounds in, in Britain as well, and back-to-back races in um, Bahrain. I mean, it has been a funny old season, though, hasn't it? But very predictable. Yeah, it has. But, yeah, the same the same outcome, basically. And, and that is Lewis Hamilton wins. Yeah, big time. I mean, yeah, I, people people can say, oh, he only wins because he's in the best car. He's oh, he's only he, he's only a seven-time world champion because he's in a Mercedes. Let's be honest, the man should have been a three-time world champion before he went to Mercedes. Yeah, no, he's he's a a fantastic driver. The, the only thing I, I just wish someone else was his partner other than Bottas. They might not win. Hamilton will probably still win, but if someone could just push him and you know put him under a bit of pressure, it would yeah. be it would make for more exciting racing rather than just being eight seconds ahead of uh, a bag of shite Finn. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll we'll, we'll get into we'll, we'll get into the the Mercedes dynamic in a minute because in a bit because I think we could do like a whole little piece on Mercedes because. Yeah. It, they, they are just the the, the benchmark in Formula One, but as I said, it, it started in Austria. I mean, it was nice to see Formula One back under um, granted without the fans and under a lot of uh, a, a lot of new rules and new things. Ever in a mask, obviously due to coronavirus and everything like that. And what I, want, I do want to commend though, Formula One is. The, for how many countries they've been to this year, there's only been three confirmed cases. In That's all I've heard in the whole paddock is three confirmed cases, one of them being Sergio Perez, uh, Lance Stroll had one as well, and also, um, obviously, Lewis Hamilton. So I do. I think we should commend Formula One teams on the the, the, the following of the protocols. Yeah, well, that's drivers. I think there might have been some back backroom staff that might have been um, uh, infected at some point. But yeah, on the on the whole, it's been very few. 
Yeah. I mean, because uh, someone that I was speaking to, and uh, they're very ignorant on the whole thing, saying, well, Lewis can race, he's, uh, Lewis can race in the car, he's on his own. Um, yeah, yeah, of course he can race on his own when he's admitting he's not feeling well. And also, yeah, because he, he's always on his own. He's not surrounded by his pit crew or his engineers at all, though, because Formula 1, apparently, he's all, you're all on your own. Yeah, no, it's still a team sport, though. Yeah. As you say, the pit crew engineers, he'll play a big part, and you have to interact with them at some point. Yeah, he was an absolute idiot. But, I mean, we, so we've had we've had 16, well, we've had 17 races in this calendar, um, so we're not going to go through, we're not going to go through a detailed one of, e- a detailed uh, run of each one. We're just gonna Thank God, because I can't remember <laughs> each one now. <laughs> Same. We're just going to look at brief, uh, a brief run there. We'll start with the Austrian Grand Prix, um, Valtteri Bottas winning that Grand Prix, the first one back, pole position, uh, he won, and everyone's thinking, oh, here we go, is this the Bottas that can challenge Hamilton, then we get to Styria, no. The Which thing is, not- is, the thing with Bottas is he does have a, a, a handful of tracks that he does like, and he is and he is comfortable on, and he does seem to do well on, but it's only like about four or five tracks, if that, but he does have his favourite tracks that he will he will do well on, and the rest he's just back to his normal, being ten seconds behind. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, you look at it, yeah. Valtteri Bottas has been uh, uh, at Mercedes since two thousand seventeen. Yeah, hmm. he has only won nine races. It's pretty poor when you consider how many races Hamilton's won in that time and how fast the car's supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, he's got. This season, so this season, Valtteri Bottas got one, two, three, four. He got five pole positions, albeit one of them Lewis Hamilton wasn't there for. So he got four against Hamilton. Uh, fastest laps, he's got um, two compared to Hamilton's one, two, three, four, five, six. Six fastest laps. And also, Valtteri Bottas has only converted two of those pole positions into victories, whereas Hamilton's won. I think one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten races this season. Yeah, I mean, even if he does get pole nine times out of ten, Hamilton or Sue still sweep past him at some point. Mm. There's only been one one race this season where Hamilton's sorry, two races this season where Hamilton's been on pole and he hasn't converted it to victories. That was the Italian Grand Prix, which. Uh, Pierre Gasly won, and the Russian Grand Prix, which Bottas won, a favourite track of Bottas's. I mean, a lot of the time as well, Hamilton is much closer to Bottas when he's in second than Bottas is to Hamilton. And it's usually the fact the car's set up um, for for straight line speed, rather, and and the drag and air and that from the other car usually tends to slow him down so they can't overtake. And that's, and that's normally what stops him from getting past more than anything that Bottas does. If I'm making sense. There you are. I mean, you, you, it's complete sense. I mean, you look at it. Um, Bottas, Bottas, let's be honest, he's, he's a good driver. There's no, oh, take- yeah, he's, he's a, he's a better driver than I'll ever be. There's no question <laughs> about that. Oh, he's, he's a good driver, but he's just, if we if we can bring it to a tier system, yeah, it's not elite. It's not elite. He's not. So be the way to put it. For me, in Formula One, there's at the moment there are three drivers that I would say are elite: Hamilton, Verstappen, Vettel. Yeah, I would agree with that. 
Those three are elite. Then you've got the next level, which is good, but not great. So Leclerc, Sainz, Ricardo, Perez. Those I think I think Leclerc could be on the fringes of being elite. I mean, he's getting yeah. a lot more. He's getting a lot out of a very poor Ferrari. To be fair to him. Yeah, no, he is. I mean, I, there's no disparaging that, but I'm just thinking, like, in terms of Leclerc, does have silly mistakes in him? Yeah, and there yeah. Is, there, well, there is, there... so does for, so does Verstappen. To be to be perfectly honest, like the race um, a few weeks ago in the rain, where he tried to force a pass, force a move past Vettel, didn't he? And yeah. he ended up spinning out and losing a load of places. So. But he does get a hell of a lot more out of that Red Bull than Bottas does out of his Mercedes. It feels like Verstappen's a bit like Alonso in the fact that he he, mm. to, he gets to extract every little bit out of that car. But, yeah. But without Alonso's racecraft, because Alonso, uh, for me, Fernando Alonso is probably the best overall Formula One driver. Well, I don't know, because when he was teamed with Hamilton, Hamilton took him to school, didn't he? So Then you look at what he did at Ferrari. That Ferrari he had for the, for two years was uh, absolutely... He, yeah, he and he, he eats every ounce of speed he could out of that car, didn't he? Yeah. He really I mean, did. But, I mean, look, the best race I can think of that showcases how good Fernando Alonso is, is Valencia 2011, where he came from 11th on the grid and won. In a car that was absolute rubbish, and Schumacher got his, uh, pop, uh, his podium then. Um, and then you have, I think it's 2012 or 2011, one of the two. And then you've got, and then with the, the, the absolute horrible McLaren Honda he had, he was still able mm. to in that car that was unbelievable that I don't think Hamilton could have done. He probably wouldn't have had the patience, Sam. It's not that he perhaps didn't, wouldn't have the skill to do it, but. He doesn't always have the patience. Like sometimes um, in a race, if he's down the pecking order a little bit, he sort of gives. He sort of gives up, doesn't he? You'll hear him moaning on the radio, and then there might be a safety car, or he'll come out higher up than he expected after a pit stop, and all of a sudden he'll start racing properly again when he's uh, when he realizes he might have a chance to win. But it, it can be a bit petulant sometimes. Perhaps is the best way to describe yeah. it. If it's not going his way, he, he he does have a tendency to give up a little bit. No, I agree. I mean, you look at it. One perfect example I can think of an elite driver having to do that sort of thing was, I think it was Michael Schumacher at Hungary, where he had to do 25 laps at a certain speed. And all he did was he basically put his head in, did it? Mm. Whereas I think if Hamilton was told to do that, I think Hamilton would whinge. Yeah, he'd I mean, be going, you might as well bring me in. But do, do, do you remember Monaco? Monaco went, I think it was a race after Nicky Lauda died. And I think it was 2018 or 2019, I think it was one of the two. And he, he gets put on the medium tyres and he keeps saying, I can't keep the car behind, I can't keep doing it. And I'm thinking, if you was on any other racetrack, yes, I could, I could, I could see that, but it's Monaco. Mm. In Monaco, there's only really one place where you can overtake. And that's going into the the left hander coming out the tunnel. But he was he, he 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 just kept whinging and moaning and whinging. I can't keep it behind. I can't keep it behind. And they're going, hang on a minute, mate. You're, you 
you doing it? Yes, obviously. I don't. I obviously. I, I don't think I. I. I can never do it because I'm not a, a Formula One driver. I'm just thinking. I'm going to mean you're paid forty million a year to do that job. Do you think some of this whinging is like gamesmanship to give misinformation? Because sometimes in a race, and it's happened this season a couple of times, it's like, ah, oh, these tyres are going off, man. And then next thing you know, he's putting a fastest lap. And you think, well, if you said your tyres were going, how come you're still putting in fastest laps? I can't, I can't, make, can't make sense of him sometimes. Same. There's no denying that Lewis Hamilton is one. He's one of the greatest drivers oh, ever. Yeah, that's hundred percent, hundred percent. But he is one of the biggest wedge bags I've ever seen. But then again, you look at it. So let, let's go through. So I'll go through decades where I believe. I think this race fifties obviously, obviously Fangio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sixties was Jim Clark. Mm-hmm. Seventies Jackie Stewart Fittipaldi. Yeah. 80s Prost. Yeah. Prost Senna. Prost, Prost Senna, yeah, yeah. 90s Schumacher. No, no, 90s was Senna, Pro, Senna Prost, Schumacher. Hakkinen. 2000 Schumacher, 2010s has been Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Hamilton and Vettel. And the, the characteristics there, you see, look at Vettel. Vettel only for me has one moment where he's moaned and whinge, and that was Malaysia. Post, yeah, possibly. That, uh, that's, that's the only one I can think of where he's moaned. Hamilton's done it many times. Yeah, that's the thing. That, that's the thing, unfortunately, that lets him down because his first season, Hamilton was my favourite driver, and I, I wanted him to win win the title. He, he lost out narrowly to Raikkonen, didn't he, in, in two thousand seven, I, I believe. But yeah, after, the, but after that, I, I sort of began to dislike him because as you say because of all his sort of prima donna antics and his and his constant moaning on the radio and i I do believe a a big part of it is not having to pay his dues at a smaller team he went straight into a winning car and he was hit the ground running rather than having to work his way up from um a williams or a, a cyber or something like that yeah, I completely agree. I mean, you, I mean, you, you look at the path. Uh, let's say Sebastian Vettel took Vettel. Vettel started at Sauber mm-hmm. in 2006. Then he went to Toro Rosso. Then he went to Red Bull. Then he went to Ferrari. Now he's going to, now he's going to Aston Martin again. But he said Ham, Hamilton started at, at McLaren. Everyone said, "Oh, it's a big risk going to Mercedes." He won a race with Mercedes in his first season, and he's won six world titles in seven years. Hmm. And it's, and I just wish that he wouldn't moan. I mean, yes, granted, I'd like, he's he's very appreciative of the team. Let's not knock him for that. He he he's very appreciative of them. He says, "Oh, well, thank you. This is for, this is for you, lot. Uh, well done." Blah 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 blah. But he's very. I don't. He, he's a very easy man to dislike. Yeah, he comes across as quite sort of aloof and robotic in uh, interviews and stuff as well, which might not be his fault, but. Again, it's another thing that sort of puts you off him a little bit. He's got the he's got the charisma of a tea bag. He has. I mean, you, you look looking for me. My favourite driver on the, on the grid right now is it, it, it's Kimi or Ricardo. Kimi and Ricardo because they have personality. 
Kimmy Roy, Kimmy Roy, yes, he's boring, but Kimmy Roy is hilarious. Yeah, he's like, he comes out with the funniest things. Uh, I'll never forget him on the radio, and he's like, yes, yes, I know what I'm doing. Oh, oh, I, I look when it, Martin Brundle hugged him. Uh, how are you? Uh, are you okay? I tried to get you earlier. I was having a shit. <laughs> <laughs> or when he, cra- when he crashed out in Monaco, he went to the panic and he went to his boat. <laughs> that was brilliant. Well, look at Daniel Ricardo. For me, Daniel Ricardo is hilarious. Like, same with Lando Norris. Uh, they're both they're really funny. A bit of personality about them. Whereas Hamilton's very boring. And they're always, um, always smiling, Ricardo, isn't they? Always smiling. Yeah. I mean, top, he went to Top Gear with Jeremy Clarkson, and they showed him. Yeah, when he won his first race in Canada, he was smiling, and when he got disqualified by the stewards in the next race, he was still smiling. <laughs> and he's, I mean, the shoey as well. Um, are you great to know Hamilton did the shoey this year, which was pretty. It, that was pretty good because yeah. Hamilton. Never do it because you know I don't want to taste the juice of the foot. He did it because it was funny. And to be honest, they go, "Oh my god, Hamilton's had a bit of personality," and then he just goes back to be Robot Lewis. <laughs> but he's—I mean, I—I I, I think he's a, no take about. He is an absolutely exceptional talent at all. And I, I think Formula One, when he goes, I think there'd be very, very big shoes to fill when he does go. But um. So we're just going to go through to some of these races. Um, I think one of the big races I think we have to talk about is the uh, Italian Grand Prix um, with Pierre Gasly winning for Alpha Tauri, formerly Toro Rosso. I really enjoyed that race. Um, it was blue wide open when Hamilton pitted when the pit lane was closed. So Hamilton got a 10 seconds. Stop going. Yeah. Dropped into the back of the field. The field, what he was, Gasly, Sainz, Räikkönen at what? No, Gasly, Räikkönen, and Sainz at one stage for the top three. And Gasly just pulled away. Sainz got past Räikkönen, was going and going at him. And he just, if I'd won that more, I could have got him. But Pierre Gasly winning for the second team for Red Bull, really just saying a big middle finger to Alexander Albon, um, who obviously took his seat at Red Bull. Um, I, I'm going to make a case for Pierre Gasly being the best uh, the best driver this season. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you, you you could put him in there. I mean, quali- qualifying, I think he's been he's out qualified Kvyat multiple times. He's he's finishing the points in Austria, uh, Brit- Great Britain, Spain, uh, Belgium. Obviously, won uh, Italy points in Russia. Germany, Portugal, and Bahrain. Um, consistently quick, putting in some. Uh, um, and I, I just think he's. I've, I think he's matured at Toro Ross, uh, Alpha Tauri. That I think that was missing from when he got promoted. Yeah. To Do you think it's the added pressure they clearly put on you to perform at, at Red Bull? Because he, he did struggle there, but then as soon as you say he went back to uh, um, Toro Ross, as it still was when he got demoted again he he, he, he he slipped back into his sort of normal standards didn't he yeah I mean you look at he finished second at the Brazilian Grand Prix for Toro Rosso last season and then he follows it up this season with a win and I mean even but the Christian Horner did say that he does feel like that Gasly is more suited to an Alpha Tower because there is less pressure but what Red Bull do and I think it's a really bad thing that they do is they instantly compare the teammate to Max Verstappen yeah I, I think they do and I think that bar is just 
so high. For me, he's the second best driver on the grid, just behind Hamilton. And he's then, such yeah. a remarkable talent, and he's so fast that it's going to take someone really unique to get anywhere near him for me. Yeah, I completely agree. But then again, though, what, what we, we say, oh, the pressure, Verstappen's that good. But then again, we, we do we do say, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've done this and we've, we've done it together. And when we say Bottas isn't that good, we're comparing Bottas and Lewis Hamilton. Well, and, yeah, that's true. And that's the thing. I mean, it's it's really hard to compare them. To, I mean, when I, when I say that, oh, Alex Albon, no, oh, he's he's not that good. He's a good driver. He's just not at Verstappen's level. But yeah, but but after today, yeah, after just, today we have got a bit more of a case against Bottas. To I, be fair. Yeah. True, but I'm just saying that just when you've got that yardstick in your mm. in that team, you've got that yardstick of Verstappen and that yardstick of Hamilton. Instantly, you're going to be compared because the first person you compare to is your teammate. And when you've got those two that are uh, the, the two best drivers in Formula One, I, I do feel sorry for them in a way. But then again, they should look at it and go, you know what? I, that's the person I need to perform to that level. And hmm. I think that Gasly, uh, unfortunately, he didn't do that when he was at um, when he was at Red Bull. But Alpha Tauri, he's been incredible. And he's, I said, I performed Danny Kvyat, who I, I, I think is leaving Formula One at the end of this year. They haven't announced him. Gasly has been announced. Um, I think that um, oh, I can't pronounce his name. A Japanese driver from Formula Two, I think, will take uh, Kvyat's uh, spot for obvious reasons. With obviously being part of the Red Bull Junior program and also being a Japanese driver with Red Bull having the Honda engines, and with Honda leaving Formula One next year, Red Bull think about taking their engines as like as the, what they did when they had the Renault engines, where they just rebranded them as Red Bull Tagua. Well, it's still like a Renault engine, mm. but they can work on their own engines and stuff like that. And I think that, that it's like a, a sweet and a part in the way. Yuki Sonoda, that's his name. Yuki Sonoda. I think he'll be there next season. Um, because we'll, we'll, we'll get on to Alexander Albon now. Um, obviously got his first podium this year. Um, he's got two podiums this year. Uh, first one coming in um, the Tuscan Grand Prix, which is Imola. And also he got one last uh, in Bahrain. But yeah, he's just not been consistent enough, really, has he? He hasn't. And I mean, yes, granted, the first race of the season, Hamilton did kind of cost him a podium. Um, and obviously, you know, Hamilton cost him before in Brazil. But he should be going for just podiums. Look at for Verstappen's challenging for wins, not just podiums. That's the thing. Hmm. And I think, and I do, I do feel for Albon because I mean, Horner's come out this week and said that it, there's no, this Albon's not going back to AlphaTauri. It's either Red Bull or he's on the shelf, which I think is a really, really bad thing for a for for a driver of his because yeah. he's going to knock his confidence down. But it, it's the nature, it's a nature of Formula One. There's 20 seats. And you're not you're not going to be able to please everybody. I mean, you look at one of my favourite drivers, Nico Hulkenberg, doesn't have a seat. No, also Perez is looking like he hasn't got a, a seat for now. Although, as we're on Albion, that we with there's you know rumours in the air that he might be taking that seat. Yeah, I I agree. I I think I think Hulkenberg or Perez should be. Fighting for that Red Bull seat, not 
not Alexander Albon. He's like, he... <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> Have you got coronavirus? Carl, ha- unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, Carl has to go because he's old. Um, <laughs> not really, but yeah. So, uh, some of my drink went down the wrong way. I do apologise. No, it didn't. You just, you're just old, and, you got, and you, yeah, your teeth fell out. That's what made you cough. But, um, <laughs> but um, so yeah, talking about Perez, uh, we'll talk about Racing Point. They, they obviously had a big statement to make. They basically had the Mercedes car of last year as their car this year, albeit pink, and there was high expectations of them. Um, they've had a, they've had a mixed bag really this season. Obviously, publishing Turkey for uh, my favourite. Uh, Billionaire's son, uh, Lance Stroll, <laughs> and Perez um, taking victory in the uh, Sakir Grand Prix. Fantastic drive. But how can a man who has outscored his teammate, so, um, sorry, Lance Stroll has scored 74 points this season, yeah? Mm-hmm. Sergio Perez has scored 125 Yes, but Sergio Perez's dad doesn't part own the uh, team, I you see. It's, I mean, you look at it, I really hope that Stroll outpoint, outscores Vettel next season to prove a point, because they're going to lose so many points next season. Hmm. Because Sergio Perez is, I mean, he's consistently, he's consistently finished in the top six all season. His lowest finish this season is sixth. No, it isn't. Sorry, his lowest finish of season is 18th. I think I think Vettel will have a point to prove next season if if they can if that um, raising points as fast as it as fast next season as it has been this season because at times it's been clear that he's just can't be asked at Ferrari because it was them who never offered him a, a contract apparently and they never even had talks. Yeah. So I think he was a, obviously very slighted and pissed off. From the get go, you can you can tell that you can tell he's just not happy, and it's it's a shame because Sebastian Vettel is one of my favourite Formula One drivers. Yeah, he's a brilliant driver, four-time world champion. Yeah, and to treat a four-time world champion the way Ferrari treated him was shocking. Before the start of the season, they announced that Carlos Sainz will take his seat next season with Ricardo going to McLaren and then Vettel for for half of the season thinking where's Vettel going to go, and then obviously signing with the rebranded. Uh, Aston Martin team but talk about the car there so what's happening it's supposed to be new regulation for next season what's happening is they're taking this year's cars for next season so they're just going to be the same cars this season they have for next season the 2022 the new regulations coming but um, Vettel I think Vettel will have a point to prove Vettel showing you know uh, why he deserves his seat over mm. Sergio um, but I, I do think, though, that Racing Point have really stepped up this season. They've, they've had a really, really good season. Um, I, I know I give um, Lance Stroll some stick, but he's had a good season as well. I mean, he's had two podium finishes. Um, yes, he's had some retirements and silly, silly mistakes that he's made, but everything like that. He got a pole position in Turkey. And I, I, I think I think he's improved this season. I yeah, really I, know, I know it's easy to say he's, he's there because of his dad, but... And that probably does help, but he, he is a he is a talented driver. To be to be fair to him, he has he has. Um, but I t- I, another surprise for me this season, um, for a start with all this promise. Now it's a this is probably a controversial opinion. I've already told you this, but uh, Lando Norris, I I 
don't rate. I don't think Lando Norris is as great as everyone thinks he is. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not too sure. He's he's obviously very good, but yeah, has he has he lived up to the hype? Because there was a lot of hype around him when he he started driving for McLaren, <laughs> um, and I'm not quite sure he's really lived up to it either. I mean, it's not like it's not like it's the McLaren car of two thousand. Yeah, onwards. That's a <clears> dog. But you look at this. Lando Norris is is ninth in the standings. Signs is seventh. But I know there's only ten points in it. But um, Signs has had um, two two retirements and a and a and a dear it did not start in Belgium. And he's whereas Norris has only had one retirement this season, and he hasn't capitalised on his teammate um, teammates' misfortunes. And I think Lando Norris, I think he could be under threat next season if he doesn't have a good season because he's not obviously with the Mercedes engines coming to McLaren mm. next season. Daniel Ricciardo as well, which is, I, I, I think that could be a test for him to see if he can match Ricciardo because. Could there be a massive gulf between the class between them? And Lando Norris, for me, after all that promise he showed with that podium in Austria, he hasn't kicked on. No, um, and it will be interesting, as you say, because there's going to be some very talented drivers about, without seats by the looks of it. So they're yeah. going to be chomping at the bit for whatever chance they can get. Um, so we move on. Uh, so oh, another race we're worth to talk about is the Portuguese Grand Prix. Um, so we had um, the safety car nonsense happen. So um, obviously, with, uh, Lewis Hamilton won um, from Valtteri Bottas. Twenty-five seconds gap difference between them, but um, uh, the the safety car stuff that happened, which took out. Um, so many drivers it was just a bit of a farce, and um, I take it you saw that. Uh, I did. I'm trying to remember it. That's the trouble. My <laughs> my memory's not what it was because I'm old, you see. <laughs> so we, um, so uh, so th- there was an instant re- re- um, with Max Verstappen going off. Safety car was brought out. They were going rage, and then they get the green light to go, but then they all decide to not go and then they all just crash to each other on that start finish straight and there's there's carnage everywhere and and no one knows who to blame Joe Nazi got took out um well is that because he was like really backing them up from the because the thing is um the the sort of driver in front always tends to sort of back everyone up don't they on the restart it was a weird thing to do. But it, it was really weird because like, it was because I think that, as I said, they had the green light to go, but I don't think that they. I don't think they all went because I think either something flashed up on their car to not go, and people didn't realise. I just went and crashed into me because they weren't looking. Uh, Roman Grosjean saying this is the stupidest thing he's ever seen. We'll get to him in a minute. <laughs> and, um. Yeah, it was a really baffling thing to see. I mean, I'm watching. I went, oh no, so, uh, are they okay? Science got took out. Joe Nazi got took out. Um, it was really bad to see. I think Latifi got took out as well. And oh, they're going. Oh no, here we go. Safety car brought out again, but Hamilton winning that. I, it was such a nice track to see. I really liked the Portuguese Grand Prix, and I really liked Imola back as well. Yeah. 
obviously Imola has a very, very, very strong history with Formula One. Yeah, it certainly does. I mean, I remember watching. I sent that picture. It's just that that the center tribute there, all the flags and Tamborello corner. You can see it, and it's very eerie. Just that bit of it, but it was nice to see it back. It's such a fast track. Portugal was really good. Um, Turkey, that coming back was a really good Grand Prix. I loved it. It was such so um, the the rain that was there just made it very unpredictable. And I think it was a really good race. Uh, but then we get to um, Bahrain. Um, Lewis Hamilton winning in Bahrain, and then we got announced that they were going to do a second race in Bahrain. Uh, where they're using the outer track and it can be like post fifth, uh, post one minute lap times and 87 laps. Uh, but unfortunately, before this um, race happened, Lewis Hamilton was ruled out due to coronavirus. So George Russell stepped up from um, Williams and everyone was thinking, oh, here we go. Is he, is he going to challenge? But Bottas is just going to win this and everything like that. And he really didn't go that way, did it? No. Um, he was... Um... He had a few difficulties as well. It wasn't as straightforward as you'd think because the car's designed for Hamilton, a much smaller man, and George Russell's like six foot two, so he had to put on a size size smaller boot, didn't he? And he could he could he could get caught. His shoulders rubbing against him. Yeah, get comfortable. And it was, and then the thing so to do what he did on that way and qualifying to finish mm-hmm. 0.02 off Bottas in qualifying was really good. And then we get to the race and then he just straight away takes, but Bottas is overtaken and yeah. George Russell's gone. He, he's winning the race comfortably. Two safety cars brought out. Um, Leclerc and Verstappen going out in the first uh, corner. Well, not the first corner, but um, the, the first lap. Leclerc's fault on that. I think it was a race, but it was Leclerc's fault for diving down the inside of Perez. Yeah. And Verstappen tried to avoid a collision, but got stuck in the gravel and just collided into the wall, unfortunately. Yeah, so that, that's two of, that's two potential race winners out. And the, George Russell builds, like, I think, three and a half second lead mm. over us, which is really good. Comes in, does, does uh, gets his pit stop. He comes out eight seconds ahead of Bottas at the pit stop. And we're thinking, oh, here we go. George Russell's going to win his first Grand Prix. He's going to show Bottas. He's going to show Toto Wolff that he deserves to be in that car. And then the puncher. And then, but no, not the puncher. No, no, no. What comes first? Is Mercedes. Uh, there was a safety yeah. car, so they brought them in, didn't they? Double stacked them, and they completely fucked the tyres up, didn't they? They put the wrong tyres on. What? There was no reason to bring them in, though, was there? That, 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 not that. really. No, they probably could have managed. Yeah. They, they were on the hard tyre, there wasn't any. When, when the tyres come off, I could, for me, I couldn't see any tyre wear. It, they looked like they, they could still, they had some life in them. And so Russell comes in, and that pit stop goes well. Put Bottas is on. Bottas is absolutely shocking. Yeah, they had made the right mess. They couldn't get the tyres off. They put they put wrong ones on, and then switched them again for some reason. It was a no. The, no they put his old tyres back on. So they put the tyres he came back in on. That's it. Yeah. And then, and then so they so Russell's coming. He's still lead at this point. Going okay. This is good. This is good. Radio message. Box, box. You have Valtteri's tyres on. 
So he has to come in, box again, which drops him behind. I think dropped him to fifth or sixth at this point. Yeah. And he's 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 bombing. Safe comes in. He's bombing it. He's going. He gets to second. He's going for. He's, he's chasing Perez down. Who's leader at this point after being at the back after the collision with Leclerc and Verstappen. Perez is leading, and then the radio call left rear puncture. And he come and that's it. He comes in pits, puts soft tire. He's P fifteen, all's lost. But he may get back to P nine. Um, yeah, I think he did really well to get back to P nine because he didn't have that many laps to do it in, did he? Uh, his first his first points in Formula One as well, but it should have been a first win, not points. And my heart my heart dropped for him during that. He just went oh. Is there a more unlucky man who falls no. on the Russell? He joins a really crap Williams team. He <laughs> <laughs> was cusp of points with them in Imola, and he crashed out, and he was on the verge of a race winning Mercedes, and he, ah, I felt for him. I felt for him. But it was so impressive the way he stamped his authority on that race straight away and showing Bottas his boss. I mean, it should have been the other way around. Bottas is the veteran. He's been racing three or four years at Mercedes. I mean, it just shows he's he's not quite at the level he should be to be racing in a top team, competing with uh, probably the greatest of all time, Lewis Hamilton. It, see, there is you make this quite to Bottas. I know I know we've done a bit on the same, but I think we can come back to it now. Bottas reminds me of Gerhard Berger hmm. in the way that he's a very good racing driver, but he's not. He was never at the level of Ayrton Senna. No, and he was never at the level of Mansell and all that. And then you have uh, the uh, Barrichello, the famous number two driver, to Michael Schumacher. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones you got. Um, Great Massa to Alonso. In a sense, Bottas is the perfect number two driver. He is. Um, but it just makes for boring races because that means there's nobody to really compete with Hamilton unless Red, Bro- Red Bull get a track they like and Max is a bit more pace than usual. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you. So I'm just going to put since Hamilton, so since Bottas became Hamilton's teammate in 2017, yeah? So, as I said, B- Bottas has won uh, nine races, yeah? Mm-hmm. Hamilton won nine races alone in 2017. In 2018, he won 11 races. In 2019, he won 11. This year, he w- he's won 11. And it just shows the golfing class between the pair of them. Mm. Yes, I know that I know that Hamilton is the de facto number one and everything like that, but Mercedes do say, whoever gets in front, is that they get the strategy? They get the they get the strategy that is going to get them the race win. Mm. It's Hamilton that's in the front, and he, Bottas. So as I said, so Hamilton as well has got so podiums. Hamilton since Bottas has been there has had he had thirteen podiums in 2017, 17 in 2018, 17 in 2019. He's had thirteen this year. Now, I'll get Valtteri Bottas's stats up, so just bear with me for a second. Carl, talk to yourself. <laughs> um, so, okay, so I've got Valtteri Bottas. Okay, so Bottas 2017. Three wins, 13 podiums. Uh, eight podiums in 2018, no wins. 
No wins in that Mercedes in 2018. Oh, I didn't realise that. That's, yeah. That is bad, that is. Uh, four wins in 2019, 15 podiums. Two wins this season, 10 podiums. He's so far ahead off Lewis Hamilton. It's unbelievable. He is, but he is the best number two. He's, I can't, I can't think of another driver on that grid who would go to Mercedes and be content being behind Lewis Hamilton. No. I mean, it's a couple of times this season he's shown he isn't because he's tried to say, I want different tyres when I come in and he's tried to sort of get a different strategy to try and get ahead of him. But yeah. it's just, that's all he can do it on though is, is in it's hope he can get something in strategy or tyres or Hamilton having a problem. Yeah, I mean, if you put them on, so this is the, you can put them, you, you can do, you put them on equal setting, yeah, so equal tyres, equal fuel, equal ERS, equal everything, yeah, Hamilton for me would still beat Bottas. Oh, easily. And it just, I, and he's, I mean, if that was me and you, yeah, so say, say, say okay, so let's say me and you were in a Formula One team, yeah? Mm-hmm. Challenging for the world title, and I'm I'm leading the world title. Yeah, I'm lead. I, I I'm I'm a better driver than you. Yeah. Yeah. Would you be content being number two, or would you try and push me? I'd try and push you as as much as I could. Or if I didn't think the team was um was going to help, you know, was more focused on you, I would probably see if I could get a seat somewhere else in the hope that maybe they can improve enough and I can be their number one driver to, to have a proper go. Exactly, but then again, you look at it, in Formula 1, realistically, there's only one team that can win, and that is Mercedes. I mean, you look at it, I mean, it's nicely to every other team. They are nowhere near Mercedes. No. I mean, and even even Red Bull are nowhere near them. It's just a testament to Max Verstappen's skill that he can get somewhere somewhere near them. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I agree with you. He, he's just incredible. Then, if we, if we, uh, and then again, if me, if that situation with me and you was all the way round, I would try my hardest to push you. And if they told me, oh, you know, we can't race, uh, you have priority, I'd say that I'd do a Kimi Raikkonen, and I'd say, leave me alone. Yeah. And if you'd, I, you'd if throw I could, caution to the wind, wouldn't you? Ignore the team yeah. orders. And listen, if I can prove to the team and to you that I can beat you in a fair race then that should make them take note. But Bottas hasn't beat Hamilton in a fair race. It's always Hamilton's had a problem. Or yeah. Hamilton... I can't, I, I can't think... Of, you look at Austria, Hamilton had a problem. Mm. You look at... Um, in uh, G, uh, um, in uh, the 70th anniversary Grand Prix, Hamilton for the second... But he still... It was... Um, I think it was the only time I seen Bottas actually have a composed drive. He just led, but... Hamilton still pushed, but things that Hamilton pushed him. Yeah, but Hamilton's in the lead, but that's his miles and miles yeah. behind. And he, you know, he should have been. I know he had to go at um, Hamilton for moaning, but but I should have been on the radio complaining and you know showing some aggression when Russell was you know beating him today. He shouldn't have been just sitting there taken it this is a young you know young upstart who's only been in the car five minutes there's no way you know but i should be letting letting him beat him you know so convincingly exactly exactly and he, he wasn't like it was but russell's ahead by like 0.2 of a second yeah yeah he, 
by eight seconds at one point. Eight seconds in Formula One is the difference between age between me and Carl. It, it is, it is, literally, it is. I mean, that's, that's not taking a piss. It is genuinely that, it's that no, big I of a agree, gap. I agree, I and agree. It's, and it's, it's baffling that Bottas didn't push, but um, it was a good race. I mean, fantastic for Sergio Perez to finally win his first Grand Prix in 139 uh, starts. He gets a Grand Prix victory. But um, I want to say well done to Esteban Ocon for getting yeah. second. Went about, he quietly went about his business and he finished second. And that's, I mean, that's going to be a massive confidence boost for him because he's been so far behind Ricardo all season. And to get that podium today, I mean, granted, under fortuitous circumstances with Verstappen and Leclerc crashing out, but you still have to do your job. And you think he did really well. He did his pit stops really well. His race craft is very good. So I think Espan Ocon uh, did really well. In this race, uh, for me though, driver of the day in this one had to be George Russell. Oh, hundred percent. Even when yeah. things went wrong, he made the best out of a bad situation. Yeah, he did. He did. But um, there's one incident that we have to talk about this year. Uh, it happened uh, in the Bahrain Grand Prix, and that was Roman Grosjean's crash. Hmm. Um, very, very bad. Um, it was in half. Blew it was up. really scary. You you watch it live and you think he's he's dead. I know that's a very morbid thing to say, but you know it crashes, it bursts into flames instantaneously. Your first thought is he's he's gone. Fantastic that that, that halo saved his life. Yeah, it's it's oh. it's amazing that he's yes. so you know he's as little injured as he is really just burns on his hands and feet it's i mean as you say yeah the car was ripped in half one side of the barrier to the other it's I, i've i've been watching uh formula one longer than you've been alive reese and i've, I've never seen anything like that ever. No, i mean i the closest i've seen to a crash that bad was alonso in australia when alonso's mm. A barrel roll, and I thought, oh crap, he's dead because mm. it was that bad. No halo. But what I do want to say though, what for me, um, have you seen the um, have you seen the halo that they've recovered? I'm gonna send you, I'm gonna send you a picture of it now because the halo, yeah, it's still intact, it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I did see that. It's brilliant. I mean, there was there was no doubt. It's cast titanium, and people can say, "Oh, it's not aesthetically pleasing. Oh, it's horrible to look at." Oh, I'm not going to. I don't. Th- I don't think they look that bad, actually. I've kind of got you. I've kind of got used to them as being part of the car. But I'm, I'm just. I'm just saying. There's idiots that go, "Oh no, it's take it back. It's not. It's not Formula One." Yeah, but it's not there to be Formula One. It's there to save a man's life. I mean, let's be honest. If Jules Bianchi had that on, that on his car, Jules Bianchi would be still be would still be here now and racing in Formula One. Mm. And it saved it, it saved his life. And I know I don't like Roman Grosjean. And yes, I give Roman Grosjean so much stick to the fact that I'm going to have an award at the end of this podcast called the Roman Grosjean Award for the worst driver in Formula One. But I was so happy to see him make that car. Yeah, I would say it's probably one of the best moments yeah. in Formula One watching him yeah. pull himself out of that car. Because for me, I just thought there's no way anyone survived that. So it was it was such a relief, and it's a testament to how good their fireproof car cloven is. Because that car is a charred, charred wreck, isn't it? It's yeah. as black. It's as black as black. I will say this though. That car in half saved his life. 
Mm. Because I think I think that car was intact and it caught fire at the front and it travelled to the engine and to the battery. Bang. Mm. Roger would not be here right now. I think that car breaking that car seven um slice in half was it, it did save him. And I know that's a really weird take on it, but I think it did it did save him. Yeah. And yeah. And to see him in hospital with the just little burns on his hands and feet, hands and feet, and to see him in the paddock saying thank you to those people, it did really make me smile. And I was really happy to see him back to see him back in the paddock. Yeah. However, I do think I I am going to say this though. I think Formula One is going to be a better place next season without Roman Grosjean in it though. He is a very a very reckless driver at times. I mean, the crash as bad as it was, and as grateful i am that he's still all right it was his fault he did he did sort of cut across and nick i forgot who's who's car he hit now and yeah. that sort of sent himself careering into the barrier it, he just take these unnecessary chances at times it is i mean he's what what i'm not gonna miss is the constant whinging the constant whining of him because all he does he's worse than hamilton with his whining, and what makes it worse is his French. Yeah. <laughs> when the French moan, my God, they don't shut up unless they're going, oh, just stop moaning. Just shut up. Shut up. Roman, shut up. Stop moaning, <laughs> bro. How Gunter Steiner hasn't killed him, I don't know. But <laughs> Well, watching, um, when you watch Drive to Survive on Netflix, uh, it's, it looks like he's come close a few times. I mean, I mean, I am very, I mean, um, that, was, that was a poor choice. I was not happy to not see him in the grid. I think I'm, I'm looking forward to the future of Haas now with uh, Mazepin and the return of the greatest, one, one, the greatest dynasty in Formula One. Mm. Schumacher, the name the Sch- Schumacher is back in Formula One. I mean, they haven't been performing for a couple of seasons or a few seasons now, Hass, and I think they they needed to shake up their driving lineup to, yeah. to see if that can help improve things. Because Magnussen's won uh, a bit like Norris in a way. He came in with a lot of hype and was meant to be the next big thing in Formula One, and he's never really delivered, has he? No, he hasn't. He's been very. I mean, he came, he got that podium for McLaren in mm. his first race, and there was nowhere to be seen. Renault, he was poor for Renault. I think the only thing I remember him doing at Renault was crashing at Spa. And that that's all I remember. And then... Uh, and the fact, you know, so drivers like them have seats, and Hulkenberg and Perez might is in doubt. It's just ridiculous, yeah. really. Yeah, I completely agree with that, but I am... Uh, going back to those Hassan's new lineup, I'm so happy to see Mick Schumacher. Yeah, but I know I just said the return of the greatest dynasty in Formula One, the Schumacher. But that last name, Jesus Christ! It's a lot to live up to, isn't it? Because it hampered I mean, it hampered Bruno Senna, didn't it? Let's let's be honest. He had a lot of hype and. It did, but Bruno... he had a lot of hype and expectations surrounding him, Bruno Senna, and he couldn't he couldn't live up to his uncle. I mean, no. One I mean, could. who? I mean, who could? To be fair, but still, I, I mean, for me, Senna is the best ever, and I, I don't think it's close. Yeah, 
Uh, I mean, yes, granted, yeah, Jim Clark was great, but Senna was better. Everyone says Senna's the best. So, even Schumacher. But I, I do feel, though, I do, I, I, what, what I want Mick to do, and I, what, what I want, I don't think it's going to happen, what, what Formula 1 to do as a whole is just forget about that last name. Mm. And he, yeah, he's not his dad. That's what people have to realise, he's not his dad. It's like Ralph wasn't Michael either. No. And I think that's what I think if he goes in, I think if he gets points with Hastek season, I think that's a fantastic achievement. And I do see him at Ferrari if he does well at Haas in two, three years' time. Yeah, maybe. But the thing, the thing is, it depends how good Leclerc and Sainz are because they're both very young. So they are. If they do if they do well enough, it's going to take something extraordinary to to dislodge yeah. them. Leclerc, Leclerc safe. It's Sainz I worry about. Yeah, because he was meant to, he sort of came in around the same time as Verstappen and he was meant to be in the same sort of bracket, but he hasn't quite shown it somehow, has he? He's been great for McLaren. Mm. I think he's been fantastic for McLaren. I mean, obviously getting their first podium since Magnussen in Brazil. And then he's had some bad luck this season, but I think Sides has been since. I think McLaren has been a revelation, after, and I do feel for him though. At Ferrari, I think he's going to struggle next season, but I it's, think hmm. I, I, I I hope he does well because I do like Carlos Sides. I think he's very good. Ferrari, um, Ferrari as a team for me are a, are a shambles, and they've been a, a shambles for some time. I agree. Last year they were shambles as well, but no, no, last year they were good. It's this year they've been really poor. Because Leclerc won a couple of races last yeah, year. Yeah, but we found out all wasn't quite what as it seems though last season. That's why they were they were so good because uh, they were doing things they shouldn't have been doing by the signs of it. No, it's all sort of been it's all sort of been kept hush hush, hasn't it? But they got For... hauled they got hauled over the coals for something, didn't they? Ferrari breaking the rules? No. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, you know, you're lying. Um, but no, um, I, I think I, I think that they'll, they'll struggle next season. Obviously, the same card. But I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing Mick Schumacher in Formula One. I tell you, what, the person I'm lo- really looking forward to seeing back, Fernando Alonso. Yeah. Um, I, I know. I've just, I, I, I said he's won the greatest full time. He's won the greatest full time. Two time world champion. Back where he, uh, back where he won his world titles. Obviously not. They're not the same Renner was then, but I think Ocon is going to learn so so much from yeah. him. And he's he's already been helping him this season. He's been in the, he, he was he's been in the, the the he's been in the Grand Prix for the last uh, couple of um the last couple of races, and he's Ocon's learned a lot from him. And also he's been helping develop the car for twenty twenty two as well. So if they get Alonso to help develop that car, I think Renault could I mean Alpine for next season. Yeah, Alpine racing. Yeah, our penis. They can do really well, and um, I, I really hope that I hope that Renault come back to the fold because I think when they were there and they they challenged Ferrari, it was it was a breath of fresh air, and I hope that they come back and they challenge a Mercedes. Um, but this is the irony of the great that the best thing now is every year after Formula One, there's a young drivers test, and Fernando Alonso, at the age of forty one, is participating in it. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's brilliant. A young driver test with a 41-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you see uh, um, players that are thir- in their 30s playing an under-23 game. <laughs> it just doesn't work. Um, but yeah, um, so we're, we're, before we wrap up, um, we're going to do who our best driver of the year is. So um, we got three. I'm, I'm going to do some categories. I'm going to say it's the best race of the season, best driver, worst driver, uh, biggest surprise, and best best team and worst team. So we'll start with uh, best race. So um, what was your best race, Carl? I think it would have to be today's, actually. I think it was uh, a really exciting race with a lot, a lot going on. And... Um, a potential of George Russell winning, but Perez Perez was still a different winner. So yeah, I really enjoyed today's race, and I think that's yeah. it's a lot more. It's not a lot more competitive. Taking away nothing from Hamilton because he is a great driver, but it, it, a lot of the races do feel quite routine because nobody can get anywhere near him. He's so good at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's either this or, Mon- or Monza. I'd go, I'd go with Monza purely for again Hamilton not winning the race, not because Hamilton didn't win it, but just for, a Hamilton's recovery drive was really mm. good. Um, he finished still finished with Bottas, which is funny, and Pierre Gasly winning, which was a really really nice thing. The first French winner since Olivier Panis. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, in Monaco for Prost. I know my trivia, I think. You do. You do. <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, worst driver, the Roman Grosjean Award. Who's, who's, who gets the Roman Grosjean Award for you, Carl? I think it probably has to be Roman Grosjean, to be honest. Um, despite being very lucky and surviving his crash, which I'm glad he has, he's... He's just been his usual self, really, hasn't he? Mm. Mine is Valtteri Bottas. That's a, a a good show, actually. Why Valtteri Bottas is he's in the same as he's in the Mercedes, and he's he's not he's he still can't be. He, he didn't beat George Russell. Yeah, he he That's... couldn't. He could not only couldn't beat him. He couldn't get anywhere near a young upstart. Yeah, and I'm not just I'm not just basing it on the Sakir Grand Prix. I'm basing it the whole year. He's won two races, and Hamilton's won ten. And um, he can't he can't drive in the rain either, can he? He's no. so far behind, driving so slow in the wet, and he was still spinning all over the shop as well. Five times in Turkey, spun, which is incredible. Um, but I know I, I I think Valtteri Bottas purely for what machine he's in. Yes, it's funny to say Roman Grosjean because I don't like Roman Grosjean. But the Roman Grosjean award goes to... Uh, so mine goes to Valtteri Bottas. Yours just goes to Roman Grosjean. Um, so we'll move on then to the best team. Uh, best team for me... Um, I'll go Alpha Tauri. Okay. Very consistent. And they've come on leaps and bounds since last season for Tyrosso. And I think they're just, 
I like because I, I like Pierre Gasly as well. I think they've got a really good foundation there to build on, and I hope they do build on it. And I hope they don't just go backwards. But I think they've been a real surprise this season. So my my best team is AlphaTauri. Yes, I could say Mercedes be consistent, but I, I think it's for me AlphaTauri. I'm going to say racing point. It might be slightly controversial because I know they've got last year's Mercedes painted pink, but you still got to drive. You still got to drive those cars and. They, they, they've they've been there or thereabouts. They won today. They've. I know it's easy to not stroll. He's there because his dad owns the team, but he's still a talented driver and he's he's had some good finishes as well. So yeah, I've, I've got to. As you say, it's too easy to give it to Mercedes because Mercedes are Mercedes and they're always they're expect they're expected to to win. So yeah. um, I'm I'm going to say. Um, um, racing point. I like that. No, that, that was uh, that's a good choice. Yeah, racing point. And considering point. they were almost out of business a while back as well. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I, I think that's a fantastic, yeah, a great shape. Um, so then we move on now to the best driver of the year. Um, this is a hard one. Because there's so many that they, that, that, that that can have it, um, but I'm going to be boring. I'm going to give uh, my best driver is Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, I agree, and I'm going to cut it now because he, he's mine. I think you can't look yeah. past him. You, you just can't look past him. You can't seven seven. I mean, not just for this season. He broke. I mean, you no, know, just for this season. He broke Schumacher's pole record. Um, he's broke the win record. He he he's he's a seven-time world champion. He's just been dominating the sport for how long? And he's just so good. And he's, breaking records left, right, and centre. He's this. This see, I'm 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 going to defend him a little bit now. I'm going to slag him off. No one complains about Ronaldo and Messi being the top in football, do they? Winning everything. No. Yeah, people made about Lewis Hamilton. But for me, Lewis Hamilton, and not just because of his race as well, for what, what he's done for awareness as well with racism and helping to um, um, bring it all together, the Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And, and what he's done for that uh, that that um, campaign has been fantastic. So for Lewis Hamilton, he's, for me, the driver of the year. And it's not even I don't, I don't, for me, it's not even close. No, same, same. I know he's... I know we slag him off and say our bits about him, but he's one of the greatest of all time. And yeah, he's been the driver of the season easily. One more category. Actually, one more. Because not worst driver of the year, but um, disappointment of the year. Can I go first on this one? Yeah, definitely. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Albion. Uh, I, I expected a lot more from him this season. I mean, he got he got the switch with um, Gasly last season, and he and he 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 hit it running. He he he, he, was, he was outperforming what Gasly was doing. He he looked strong. I thought he deserved to keep the seat for this season, but this season he's just he's gone backwards. If anything, he's really struggled, and it said it all. Um, in Saturday, this Saturday's qualifying when he went out in Q2 and you yeah. saw Christian Horner uh, shake his head in despair. He, he's he's just not lived up to expectations this, this year. I've, I thought he would do a lot better. Yeah. 
No, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, I, I, Albon, Albon's one of them. For me, though, biggest disappointment this season has been Ferrari. Yeah, that's so a not, not just Ferrari. Good shout. Ferrari powered team. So Alfa Romeo, Haas, and Ferrari to have to go. I know they've had. I, I know that they they didn't cheat, and there wasn't <laughs> <laughs> just so that nobody Maranello comes after me. I am not defacing Ferrari, but if you do want to come at me and say I've done bad things, uh, my name is Liam Hall. Um, <laughs> that is my name. And the person I'm recording with is also called Liam Hall. Yeah. So, with Liam Hall. Marinello, please don't sue us. Grazie mm. tutti. We've got, we've got fuck all money anyway, so... Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah do you want fear? No... <laughs> But no, um, I, I do want. I, I think they've been an absolute shambles. I mean, uh, the way they handled Sebastian Vettel was really bad. Yeah, hundred yeah. uh, percent. The in the the in-house stuff has been shocking. Bonotto's going um, as well. He's he's leaving at the end of the season. Um, their engines have been poor. Leclerc has outperformed that car. I mean, that lap yesterday he did was incredible. Mm. Uh, but I, I mean. They've just been absolutely shocking, and I don't see recovering anytime soon. So, for me, it's Ferrari. Ever since, ever since the Schumacher and Ross Braun era, they've mm. just been all over the shop for me. That, that they haven't won the world title in thirteen years. No, and they haven't won a constructors' title since before that. Oh, Schumacher era, the last time they won it. Mm. Jesus. That's what I mean. Since the Schumacher-Ross Braun I was, era, we've just been nowhere near. I was 10 years of age, I think, when the last one it. <laughs> uh, 60, no. <laughs> Five. Um. I, was, I, was in my, I was in my 20s, some, somewhere in my 20s. This incarnation of Carl was in his 20s, yes. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I think I, I think all considering, I think this has been a very good season. The fact that they've managed to pull something together with a worldwide pandemic, and I think a lot of things needs to be said. A lot of praise on Formula One for what they've done, not only for getting the racing gate, but for also the teams mm. in defibrillators and equipment uh, for the NHS. Obviously, Mercedes doing that, and I think uh, Formula One, and also for racing awareness for uh, Black Lives Matter with Racers One. Um, it's been an incredible, incredible season. So I think Formula One could back, t- take their hats off and accept the praise. And I think 2021, I know the season's not finished there, but 2021, I think we're going to see the record broken altogether. I, and I think it'd be a great thing to see. Uh, yeah. That's if he re-signs. That's and if that, he re-signs because he hasn't re-signed yet. But. He will. He's he'll want to go for that eighth title. Um, I can't see anyone stopping him personally. Uh, I I can't either. But um, um, yeah. I mean, it's been a, it's been a a great season. Everything all all considering, and um, it's nice to talk about Formula One. Yeah. Or, as Nathan calls it, room room cars. <laughs> uh, Nathan, can the title please be uh, recent call cover room room cars? <laughs> please, I don't ask so much. 
Thank you. <laughs> Carl, before we go, do you want to do your plugs, my friend? Yes, you can find me at uh, Carlos underscore fire 80 at Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at rogue underscore opinions on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on anchor, um, Spotify and Apple for all our other, um, podcast is also f1 podcast there. there's bantam Munich, which uh i'm the only one looking forward to recording this week for some strange reason <laughs> that, that, that's there's, fun. there's room 501 which i'm sure reese will like to plug to you in a minute uh yeah those stuff going on yeah so yeah you can find me on twitter also 95 yes i do have a room 501 um coming up with uh with our esteemed leader hall that should be out uh, either before or after this podcast comes out I am there is one with Fiddly Martin coming out soon which is going to be a really good one so I hope you listen to that um, Bantam Munich um, there is someone else doing it this week because I don't want to uh, <laughs> I might get Roman get, get, get Mary she'll be up for it yeah I mean we might have a German contingency <laughs> joining us this week who knows uh, <laughs> and my, my, my cousin Klaus uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mike, get get bring back Uncle Mike. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that's that that, that pause says it all. <laughs> uh, oh, I, 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 I just want that podcast deleted. Um I really do. I can't listen to it. Um, the amazing thing is he's younger than me, but you'd think he was older because it just didn't seem to get it, bless him. Oh, uh, he's just Oh, oh! Yeah, you made me depressed now. Until <laughs> <laughs> right, next time, guys. Thank you and goodbye. Bye. Bye.